We meet again, some of us. If you're visiting with us today, uh, we will, on occasion, do some interesting things with our services. Uh, the main point of that, I think, is just because, uh, you know, although God is steadfast and, and he's reliable, he's also creative. And so uh, part of instructing us, I think he uses all sorts of creative means to do that. And so one of the ways that, that we like to do that here is, is to sort of uh, contemplate things or reflect upon some of the things uh, that we've learned. And so we've been uh, going through this month of Thanksgiving. And what we said is rather than limiting Thanksgiving to just one day on the calendar, what if we took a month and actually tried to be very intentional about our thankfulness and what could that look like? And so we've had that as a part of our services, and it's sort of been a theme that's uh, threaded its way through a lot of the things that have happened here. And then simultaneously, we've been going through the book of James, and it's been really, really cool. Uh, to see kind of how those two things have dovetailed in so many surprising ways. And I think God's just awesome uh, in that way. So I thought, man, you know what would be really cool? It'd be really cool to like throw a party, like just to have a celebration uh, as we've sort of round out this month of thankfulness and we enter into the season of Advent and then also into the season of Hanukkah. I'm like, that would be really cool. You know what I'd like to do? I would love to like have a Thanksgiving dinner for you guys. I thought that would be the coolest thing in the world. And then I started thinking about the practicality of that and how I would pull all that together and, and that kind of stuff. It would be pretty impractical and not to mention you guys are probably really tired of turkey and those kinds of things anyway. So then I thought, well, maybe I could do, we could have like a metaphorical meal. And I'm like, well, what? A metaphorical meal. And so we're going to eat a five-course meal together today. Of, yeah, it's exciting. So I think there's a slide for that up there. But most five-course meals will include the following. You'll have your first course, which is some type of a soup. And then you'll have an appetizer. And then you'll have a salad. And, you know, I've not been to many of these. So this is what I read online. And then um, you'll have a main course. And then you'll have a dessert. And so we are going to let that be our guide today. And you are being handed your menu. But you don't have to make any choices today because you're going to be served all of these great things. And... Uh, so what this is going to look like is we'll have some moments where we're reading scripture. We'll have some moments of reflection where you are challenged to think about some of these things, uh, not only uh, in regard to thankfulness, but uh, we're going to look at some of the scriptures that we've been through in James. And then we're actually going to finish the book of James as a part of this too, which is pretty exciting. And then by the end, it's my hope, because if you think about the word thankful, it actually means full of thanks, right? It means that you are like full to brimming with thanks. And you just got to get it out of you somehow. And so my hope is that by the end of all of this, you will be ready to maybe share some of that thankfulness with the rest of our family here. And so listen, I get it. You may be here today. I'll just tell myself, there have been times this month that I have not been thankful. There have been times this week that I've not been thankful. There were times on Thanksgiving Day that I was the opposite of thankful. Just being honest. I know that you guys all come in and you may be at the highest of highs because you've been off work for several days. Or you may be lowest of lows because you got to go back tomorrow. Right? <laughs> got to go back tomorrow. You may have hard things going on in your life. And I understand that, but even better, God understands that. 
And yet he still challenges us in the midst of our circumstances. And we'll get into that some more. But he still challenges us to be thankful. So we're going to start with some soup. And one of my favorite things about soup is, there you go, uh, is that there is a soup for everyone. That should be somebody, like some soup, that should be Campbell's catchphrase. There is a soup for you, right? Because I just recently learned that you can have hot soup, but there's also cold soups, which is really weird. But anyway, every culture, every nation on this planet has some sort of a soup as a part of their heritage. And so uh, there's variety. And so in the same regard, there's going to be a variety of soup available to you this morning as the first part. And so we're going to kick this off with uh, the scripture. It's James chapter 1. Verses 17 through 18. We've already looked at this one, but we're going to start here. Uh, And it states that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. And so here's your challenge as we enter into this. And we'll start playing some worship while you think about this, and then you can join us when you're ready. But your reflection is this. I'm calling it alphabet soup. Try listing, and you can use the back of your paper there. Try listing five things that you're thankful for, each beginning with a different letter of the alphabet. So, for example, I might say Valerie because I'm thankful for my wife, Valerie, and her name begins with V. So there I've got the letter V. And if you're really ambitious later on at home, you can go through all 26 letters, and that would be great. You're all going to end up probably with xylophone for X unless you can think of something else. But uh, regardless of all that, five things from different letters of the alphabet that you are thankful for today, and uh, we're going to do this. So as you focus on this course of our Thanksgiving meal, I want you to meditate on the scripture that Michelle's going to read to you and um, how true it is for each of the things that you've identified on your list that you're thankful for. I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Amen. Next course in our meal is the appetizer. And I know for some of you, that's the only meal you eat sometimes, and that's okay. Because the appetizer is the warm-up, and it's a hint for what's to come. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night, to the music of the lute and the harp, to the melody of the lyre. For you, O Lord, have made me glad by your work. At the works of your hands, I sing for joy. A great exercise to cultivate thankfulness in our lives is to create an inventory. And you've already started that, actually, an inventory of the things that you're grateful for. And uh, so you're going to be receiving a little gratitude prompt. And it's going to give you something to ponder or to reflect on here. And so you're going to use that prompt to consider how much that God has given each of us to be thankful for. And your answers can be detailed if you want to on those, or it can be simply one, one word, whatever you want to do. 
but I, I would invite you to be specific. Like think about very specific things rather than general things that you're thankful for. And uh, you can also choose if you want to draw an image on that. Really, however you want to express that, you are welcome to do it. And um, the idea is that you'll create some type of a short explanation for why you're grateful for each of the things that you'll include on that list. And so those are going to be being passed around, and, and they're all a little bit different just to see what God will do in this. And so feel free to do that as we worship. Our next course in the meal is salad, and that's when things get chopped up and mixed together. And sometimes that happens in life, doesn't it? James chapter 5, verses 8 through 11. You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brothers, so that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. As an example of suffering and patience, brothers, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord... Behold, we consider those blessed who remain steadfast. You've heard of the steadfastness of Job, and you've seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. Here in James 5.11, he asks us to consider Job as this example of patience. And obviously, if you've read that book, you know what he means. But the story goes like this. Job loved the Lord, and still he lost everything. Uh, and there's more to that story. But as a part of that story, Job wrestled with the questions of life that each of us considers when we face things uh, like death or loss or other hard things in life. And often, if you've lived long, you know that uh, we face these things sometimes with little resolution or explanation. But in the end... Everything was restored to Job, but even more importantly than that, because sometimes that becomes the moral of the story, but it's actually not. More importantly, Job's capacity for thankfulness was also expanded. So we have two reflections here, and you can choose one, or if you want to try and do both, you're welcome to. But I want you to take a moment to undertake one of these two reflections. And the first one is regarding things that you take for granted. So I would like you to imagine losing some of the things that you take for granted. Maybe your home or your ability to see, your ability to hear, your ability to walk or anything that currently gives you comfort. And then imagine getting each of these things back one by one and consider how grateful you would be for each and every one. So that's the first reflection you can consider. And here's the second one. Put things in perspective. Obviously, things don't always go our way in life. However, gratitude isn't an emotion that's reserved for moments when you get what you want. When things go wrong, you can use the power of gratitude to release some of the negative emotions that you may be feeling and allow God to form his character in you. So the invitation here is to think about maybe a negative event that has happened in your life or maybe one that's happening right now. And to try to put things in perspective by remembering that every difficulty carries with it the seeds of an equal or greater benefit. So as you remember, or maybe next time you're faced with adversity, ask yourself the following questions. What's good about this? What does God want me to learn from this? How can I benefit from this? And is there something about this situation 
that I can be grateful for. So as you reflect on those things and the story of Job and the trials you may be facing in your life, meditate on the scripture that Jenny's going to read to you. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised all who love him. Now we move on to our main course. And that's always something substantial to fill you up. And so we have the same thing for you today, too. We're going to be in James chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. And it says, Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. There's this story in Luke chapter 17, and Jesus is traveling to Jerusalem. He enters this village, and there are ten lepers there. And they all shout from a distance because they couldn't go near him uh, by law. They couldn't go near anyone. They had to announce their arrival. They were always on the fringe, the outside. They were ostracized from society because of their affliction and the fact that it was highly contagious. And so they shout from a distance, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And it says in Luke 17, starting at verse 14, that when Jesus saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went... They were cleansed. And then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. And then the story goes on to tell us that this guy was a Samaritan. There's a reason it tells us that. And the reason is this, that there was a lot of bad blood between the Jewish people and the Samaritans. Uh, They didn't like each other. That's why the story of the Good Samaritan is a big deal, because there was a lot of enmity there. And yet, we see that he is the one that returns to Jesus' feet. It's not these other guys, and we just assume from the story, we don't know, but they may have been Jewish. They may not have been, but those aren't the guys that come back. It's the Samaritan, the one guy uh, that's different, at least singled out as different. And what's interesting is Jesus actually notices this, and he asks a series of questions. It's like, I thought there were ten of you guys, right? Where are the other guys? Where are the other nine? And then... He, uh, the third question he asks is, was this foreigner the only one who knew well enough to return and give praise to God? So then Jesus tells the man, rise and go your way. You are well because of your faith. There's a few things I want to point out in this story. The first is this, that all ten trusted Jesus enough to obey what he said, right? They all obeyed his command to go to the priests. And the whole idea there was that as a part of being healed from leprosy, you had to go show yourself to a priest. And they would basically confirm that the healing had taken place. They would pronounce you clean and, uh, so that you could actually go back and be among people. That was part of what was going on here. So all ten trusted Jesus enough in this story to go do what he said and have themselves examined knowing that that examination would be necessary for healing. So there's a cool part of that that sometimes we overlook. It's that they all immediately obey before anything's happened. 
Now, it, they may have known something's happened. We don't know. But all they do is follow the command that Jesus gives them, and they bolt and they go do their thing, um, believing in faith. But only one showed gratitude to Jesus and praise to God. And uh, that kind of trust not only heals him, but it actually saves him in a way. And so I want to show you something here. At least I want to take this maybe a little bit different direction than the direct context of what we see here. I see kind of a different flavor in our application today. But sometimes if you're a part of church or if you've been in the church life, we can get really used to stuff. That's part of the reason we do these things, because it's different maybe than what we would normally do every week. We get used to praying, right? We get used to asking God for things, uh, only to be disappointed sometimes when it doesn't happen the way that we expect it to. How many of you have ever felt that way? It's okay to be honest about that. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes that that's where we're at as people. And, and I think that... that the result of that at times can be we will become desensitized or we give up. We, we maybe underestimate God's power. or We say, well, you know, God used to do cool stuff like that. Or maybe he does cool stuff for other people, but he's not going to do that for me. And that's not the instruction that we see here in the story that Jesus shares. And it's not the instruction that we see here in James. James has no, he doesn't give any qualifiers. He basically just says, hey, if something's going on, Call for the elders and have them pray for you. And so we're going to take a little time to do that today. Um, We need to believe, folks, that God has not quit listening to us. We need to believe that God still answers prayers because he does. We believe in a God that can do anything. And not only can, but wants to. I think he wants to. Sometimes we don't understand the circumstances uh, we live in a fallen world. There's all kinds of reasons why. But it, but he never gives us, uh, like, a way to tap out, so to speak. It's not like saying, okay, well, you know, you live in a fallen world, so don't ask. No, just the opposite, right? He tells us to be persistent. And so uh, even if this is something, if you've got something going on in your life that you want prayer for today, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be healing, physical healing, emotional healing, spiritual healing. It could be uh, sadness or grief or loss that you're experiencing right now because that's really hard sometimes, especially during holidays for people. It could be something that you're struggling with in your work life, in your family life. It could be in your relationships. It does not matter what it is. Uh, If you need healing for something today, we're going to do this a little differently Um, because we don't ever want to become so accustomed to God that we don't ask for those things, nor do we want to be come so accustomed to God that we quit thanking him. I mean, really thanking him from everything, for everything from like the biggest to the smallest things. So here's what we're going to do. Put all of the times in the past aside where you've asked for whatever it is and it hasn't happened or you've been disappointed and ask again. And so I'm going to ask if you're a leader in this church, it says the elders, we have lots of folks here that function as elders and leadership. So if you're an elder, if you're married to an elder, if uh, you are in a leadership position, if you teach here sometimes, any of those things, I'm going to invite all of you folks to come and stand here and look out at these beautiful faces with me. Just, just line up right here. Come on. So today we're going to put this aside, and I want you to remember that you serve the one true God. The God who created the universe. 
the God who shapes worlds, folks. The God who shapes worlds. The God who makes stars. Imagined everything that you see and even created you and your brain and gave you the power to imagine and create as well. That's the God that we serve. That same all-powerful, almighty creator loves you right here and right now. And he longs for you to reach up to him in praise and in worship and in prayer. And he longs to hear your voice cry out to him and ask him for the things that you need. And so our reflection at this point, as we worship, we do prayer here a lot of different ways. But this time what we're going to do is we're going to have you guys raise your hand if you want someone to come to you and pray with you. A lot of times we'll invite you to come up, and I know that can be intimidating for people. And so we're going to have these guys maybe lower the lights a little bit in the room, but just enough for these guys to be able to see. If you need prayer for anything at all, raise your hand, and one of these men or women or maybe a couple of them will come your way and and pray with you. And if they don't see hands, one of them may just come up and ask you if there's something they can pray with you about. So don't be intimidated or think that's weird. That's just part of uh, the way that we serve and love God. And so you can just hang out there in your seat. Raise your hand if you want prayer for something as we worship. And uh, Jenny's going to read this scripture. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all of your iniquity, who heals all of your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth will be renewed like the eagle's. If you'd raise your hands at this time, we're going to worship. We have our final course. Because dessert's the best part, right? So our scripture is James chapter 5, verses 8 and 9. You also be patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brothers, so that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. So as we launch into this, I just have a question, maybe a couple for you to consider. How often do you complain? (laughs) (laughs) How often do we complain about something big or small? I end up in the cycle of complaining all the time. And I will find myself complaining about, like, it just as it's habitual, it just comes out in these moments. And sadly, I probably don't have a real answer of how often I complain because I can tend to complain so much that I don't even know I'm doing it sometimes. So here's the second question How often do you say thanks? Or how often do you name the things that you're thankful for? Once a year around the table at <laughs> Thanksgiving, maybe? I mean, probably a little more than that, Um, but probably not as much as we complain, right? Well, what James wants to do is he wants to shift our thinking to the opposite, and he wants us to be people who are thankful versus complaining. Um, And I think it's easier to complain than it is to be thankful sometimes, especially when things are hard. It's very easy to point out the things that you see. But it's really challenging sometimes to point out the unseen, right? Because thankfulness at times, you really have to work to see it. It's there, but you have to dig it up. And so I hope that uh, you guys have been uh, 
thinking about that and seeing some things. But a, a few weeks ago, I shared uh, this little uh, quote, and it's this. Complaining denies the power, the provision, and the sovereignty of God in our lives. And I think that's so true. Um, so often when we complain, we're basically embracing a lack of faith, really, if you think about it. We're pointing, I mean, it's obvious. Yeah, we all know. We see the things. The things are there. But the faith that God wants us to have, and I'm not talking about some kind of name it and claim it thing. I'm talking about uh, true faith, steadfastness, believing in God, that who he is who he says he is. And that he's always who he says he is, regardless of what we may see in front of us. And so... Uh, I'm going to give you a scripture here. It's in Colossians chapter 2, and it's verses 6 through 7. And I want you to think about this. How can you not be thankful when you think about this, what God has done for you and I? Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding, uh, other versions say overflowing there, abounding or overflowing in thanksgiving. So if you want something to be thankful for and you just can't think of anything, Colossians 2, verses 6 through 7 is your ticket. You can write that on your hand or on your mirror, put it on a post-it note, right? It's like, when I'm not thankful, I mean, memorize this. This is awesome. This is something that's totally worth being thankful for, right? That Jesus invites us in to this family. It's through him that we become sons and daughters of God. And I think sometimes we can get so used to that fact that we take it for granted. And so we need to be people that are always thankful uh, for that. This verse is telling us basically how we should live. It says that we should live our lives in him rooted, right? Like, so he's the foundation, the plant that has deep roots. It's not going anywhere. No matter what happens, it stays. It's steadfast. We're rooted. And not only that, but we're built up in him. So the plant is not only rooted in him, but it's actually strengthened through that rooting. Right? And that's how we're being called to be too. Strengthened in our faith and overflowing with thankfulness. And so I want you guys just for a second, stand to your feet and I want you to read this scripture with me. This is Psalm 105.1. And then we're going to share a reflection together. So here it is, Psalm 105.1. Read this with me. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Okay, that wasn't super enthusiastic on your part. So we're going to do this again, and I need slightly more enthusiasm. I mean, this is like being proclaimed. There's an, okay, punctuation, people. There's an exclamation point there, right? Come on, all the teachers, they're rolling their eyes right now in this room. We know what that means, right? That's an exclamation. Let's try it again. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Much, much better. All right, you guys can be seated. Yes, we can clap for that. So here's what we're going to do. I've got uh, John Peterson, Pastor John Peterson, and we're going to need to bring the lights up for this one, too. This is our moment for you to shine. If you have something that you're thankful for, this is overflowing, right? We're full of thanks. You're so full of thanks that you are about to share your thankfulness. That's our reflection in this moment. So if you can think about something that you're thankful for from the past year, uh, it can be something that you've just realized here today as you're going through these exercises. It might be something that you've considered at another time and it's coming back to your mind. Uh, the only ground rules we have are raise your hand and John will come to you. John's going to hold the mic because we want to hear you. And one to two minutes, okay? Like at the very, very most because we have a lot of people here and we want to make sure that everybody gets a chance to share what they're thankful for. And so, um, yeah, who wants to go first? Anybody? John's watching. John's watching. 
Maybe tell us your name. I'm Jeremy. Um, so I'm old enough that my kids are getting old, and this is the first year that they started leaving. Not just leaving the house or whatever, but going away. And um, so uh, just this weekend, like my son drove up from Tulsa, and that was a surprise for Thanksgiving. And then my daughter came in from Seattle just out of nowhere, like nobody knew but my son from Tulsa. And uh, so we were all together, you know, just for a short time. And it wasn't anything dramatic or mind-blowing or anything, but just having my entire family together for a little bit, one night, was so awesome. And, uh, you know, teenagers can be jerks. And... um, I mean, you know, in, in uh, some sort of, you know, God bless them. God love them. There we go. And um, bless their hearts. Uh, and so it's really easy as they move on to be like, oh, I'm so grateful they're growing up and moving on. Um, but you don't realize, I think, until they all come back just how much you miss them and how thankful I've been for all of this time. I'm Jim, and this is my first time to visit here. And uh, I don't think you realize just your presence here and this building and your group that you provide a great place to come and worship. And I'm thankful for you in providing this place because I've worshiped today. Awesome. I just have something that I've wanted to say for several weeks, but we didn't have a sharing time, and I think we can make it part of being thankful as well. Um, So many times when Pastor Bill has been sharing the spiritual disciplines and several of the harder things over the last few weeks where he's really gone there and, and told us that we really needed to be working on something. Um, something that my dad always said kept coming back to my head, and that is we've always heard the phrase, if something's worth doing, it's worth doing right. But when it comes to the Christian life, if something's worth doing, it's worth doing badly. And we need to remember that. In other words, we don't have to be able to do it right to get started, to take one step. Um, and I think the reason that that's true and the reason we can be thankful for it is that he's a good, good father. And he sees us and he sees our baby steps way differently than we do. And so I just, I'm thankful for that truth. So that's my thankful. But I just, I have felt that laid on my heart to say that a lot to people in this church that are hurting and that are trying and that might have just made a tiny little inch of progress in the last week or maybe even made an inch of progress and then got knocked back a foot. That anything worth doing is worth whatever effort you're able to put forward. And if you're horrible at it, initially that's okay because God loves you and he thinks it's awesome that you're trying. And so if it's worth doing, it's worth doing badly. I'm Luke. Um, You know, I'm just really thankful for this church and Pastor Bill for you especially. Um, you know, you came in during a great time of transition, and your steadfastness has just been 
amazing. And this series you've done over James has just been really moving on my heart. And I just uh, want to thank, thank you for that. Hi, I'm Terry. I'm very thankful for this church also and the place to worship the Lord. It's just amazing. All of the instruments and the voices and the beauty of this worship is just out of this world. I can imagine us doing this forever. So thank you, Bill, and the worship team for all you do. I'm thankful for my husband, Todd, who can fix just about anything. I'm just so grateful he can do that sort of thing. Our water heater went out and he just knew exactly what to do. Go get the little thing that fixes it <laughs> and all sorts of things. So I'm very thankful for my family and my kids and being able to spend Thanksgiving with them. They came over with their kids and it was just amazing. So thank you, Lord. Uh, my name is Bernardo, and um, so uh, I've been hearing about this um, Oaks, you know, for uh, many, for three or four years, Oaks of Righteousness, and uh, my wife mentioned it once or twice, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but then she just stopped, and uh, you know, I knew that uh, she was praying for me and uh, the team, and so I am grateful for uh, Oaks of Righteousness. Uh, it, um, I know you guys. Some of you may be getting tired of, you know, hearing about it, but um, I really recommend it. Uh, I am really, really thankful for that. Um, after going through through it, um, even songs, you know, they just come alive. You know, uh, the words that, um, you know, Pastor Bill sings and the worship team, you know, they have uh, very, very deep Meaning, and I'm thank you, thank, thankful for my family, my wife. She loves me unconditionally. So, and my and Sammy, he's awesome. And the rest of my kids, they're all awesome. I love Jenny, um, I am just thankful that God meets us where we're at. Like, when I was asked to sing the I Am Set Free, I have not felt free for a while. And reading, like, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Like, these are the things that he's faithful in. Um, I think a lot of us on the worship team were in places where we got here and, and at least I was like, oh, I'm reading this. I should be reading this. Like, I need this purely for myself, not just not just bless everybody else that didn't come out right. Um, yeah, I'm just thankful that God meets us where we're at and he uses every experience even though sometimes walking into him we don't see what that use is. 
Good morning. My name is Gus, and uh, I'm moved by everything that was said uh, from the pulpit on down through what everyone has shared. And I, too, like surprise family visits. I, too, believe my family's awesome. I, too, engaged in the Oaks of Righteousness, and it did for me more than I could even begin to tell you all. Um, I uh, share a, a heart of gratitude today. Uh, for many, many things, but the two things that come to mind that as I sit here and pray to God uh, are those that many of us may not look at as being thankful for, and that is for the trials and tribulations, uh, the fellow women and men who are warriors in, in, in this earth for the kingdom of God. I'm thankful for those godly women and godly men who have come alongside me and my family through the many trials and tribulations that we have endured throughout our time on this world, and for the many men and women that God will have aligned with us as we face trials and tribulations. So as a church family, I love you. I thank you. I thank you for all the prayers for my family and my and myself, and just know that we also pray for you all, and that I understand that there will be trials and tribulations, but... At the, at the end of it all, when we're before our maker, when we're all gathered in the heavenly places, we'll rejoice over those things that purify us and that made us stronger, that made our faith grow deeper, and that made our hearts fill with gladness. So thank you again. I miss somebody over here first, and then we'll come back over here. No? Okay. Well, it's so cool how God puts stuff together, like you said, maybe something that just happened today. And I recall many years ago when I was at a church that I went to my whole adult Christian walk for like 19 years, and it was a church that um, people did not raise their hands, and we held a, a, a hymnal, and I do appreciate hymns, and I love that. But I remember the day when God spoke very clearly to me, get your hand off the book and lift it to me. And I didn't have the courage to do that. But over week after week after week of him, um, just got the hand away from the book just a little bit. (laughs) And eventually I raised my hands and I just learned to close my eyes during worship so that I was thinking about him and not what other people thought of me. But I just, um, God's so good. I want to thank him for... My amazing, patient, and steady husband. Um, I couldn't ask for a better husband. And I have precious daughters and sons-in-laws, but I want to talk about my grandkids. Anybody here a grandma or a grandpa? I'm just saying, and you know what I mean, right? But something I um, God just put on my heart to teach the kids when they were really little is, how much does Grandma Mimi love you? And I teach them to raise their hands and say, so much. And I just want to share that my 10-month-old, how much does Grandma Mimi love you? And she's got her hands up, and she's beaming. And God just put on my heart that when I'm worshiping him, he says, How much do you love me, Brenda? So much, God. My name's Nicole, and um, I am so thankful and blessed with so many things. They're just too numerous to count. 
you know, my family and, and everything. But this year, God has blessed me so much in my career. And it's taken me a really long time to really get where I'm supposed to be. And he has just put me exactly where I'm supposed to be every time. And uh, things are just going better than I could have imagined. And there's, I can see so many possibilities and everything in my future. And I am so grateful and so thankful because I wouldn't be here without him. And all the trials and things that I've gone through in my life help me when I'm speaking with my clients or speaking with the, you know, domestic violence survivors that come in to talk to me. You know, I have that experience and I can relate that to them. And I find myself going, that's why I went through that. Because I can now help them. I get it, God. So even though, like I said, we go through all these trials and tribulations and and all these hardships in our life, he's using that experience so we can get through something else later. And just wanted to say I am blessed beyond measure. And I am so thankful for my church family, too, because you guys have really helped me get through a lot of things, especially this year. So thank you. Hi, my name's Cliff, and I just wanted to echo the church family. Uh, thankful for that. So recently went to the uh, men's retreat. I was a first-timer there, and was really encouraged and blessed by that. So steadfastness and the support and the steadfastness of my church family. <clears throat> the other guys there and the... I was uh, taken a little bit with the example and the steadfastness of the other folks in church that I may not have known and to understand that uh, the different challenges they faced and that <laughs> they were large challenges I didn't, I don't have to step through each day and yet they're steadfast, they're there. So... And for those stallards of the, and that's a bad, I don't know if that word's right, but those, those men that are here and those families, <clears throat> for Walla, for Bernardo, for <laughs> the great examples that I have here at Desperation. So thanks for that. My name is Crystal. Um, this is my sister and myself, our first time here. I'm extremely introverted, so I feel like you were talking to me. Um, so earlier when um, there were people going around and praying, uh, I just felt like I should raise my hand for my sister. Um, she just started kind of going through 
her journey of trying to adopt a baby. And um, it's, you know, it's, it's new. It's something that she just started. And so I just wanted to, you know, pray for her. And the young lady that came over to pray with us um, after the prayer actually shared that she herself was adopted. And I just know that that was orchestrated by God. She was able to really encourage my sister. And I'm just thankful that he brought us here today and um, thankful for all of you. And yeah, just thankful for God. Just real quick, I want to say, um, I mean, I'm thankful for you guys, and I hope I express that to you all the time. But, uh, you know, and some people have referred to it too, but the past really three years have been kind of crazy and unpredictable in some ways and and hard. There's a lot of it that's been hard, and not just for me, but I think for all of us all the way around, just parts of that. Uh, But even so... Uh, the message clearly from God was that steadfastness, that patience, that hold on, keep going. Um, I have I have plans for this place, and and I think today is testimony to that 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 God is faithful. And so I love hearing these things. And, and let me just say that we shouldn't wait till this time of year. That when you have these moments, these things that are going on in your in your life, you need to share those with your brothers and sisters. You never know. I mean, you've heard it here today how that one word can encourage someone else. And uh, the other thing I want to state real quick before we wrap this up is uh, the worship team this morning, and you kind of heard some hints to this, but. Uh, Sometimes things are really super well-planned. Those are the weeks that I'm not leading. The weeks that I'm leading, there may be a plan, but sometimes that plan comes together that morning. And so there was a lot of stuff that that I'd finished, but there were aspects that I was trying to plan today. And the last-minute thing that God did this morning was, I don't want you to read all these scriptures, Bill. I want you to have other people read these scriptures. And I can't be specific, but let me just say that you heard people reading scriptures this morning, and you heard Jenny talk about this a little bit, but you guys are just spectators. This was all just for the worship team this morning. We needed this. Now, I mean, God knows. He knows what he's doing. And I wish, I so wish that I could show you how all these things connect all the time and how he does these little things just to give us glimpses of, of how amazing he is. Because if you knew... And I hope you do. I hope you see it in your own life. But if you knew, your mind would be blown. You, I mean, you would never be surprised by him, probably. But um, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, it's a tradition here. So even if you're a guest today, if you're uncomfortable with it, it's totally cool. You don't have to do it. And everybody's like, okay, well, what are we doing? Why'd you say that? Uh, we're going to circle up, and we're, we're going to pray together. So we're going to make a large... As close to a circle as we can in this room. Sometimes it looks more like an amoeba or a paramecium. That's okay. But we're going to make that. So if you would all circle around. And I've asked Pastor John if he would close us in prayer. Thank you guys for being here today. And for your patience. And for those that are visiting, I hope to come back again next week. And you'll see maybe what a more normal weekend looks like around here. We laugh because it's always different. But... All right, here's Pastor John. We're almost a circle. Good job. Now, see, if you wouldn't have been part of the circle, you'd be sitting in the middle of everybody. That would have been really uncomfortable. All right, let's pray. 
God, again, we come before you and we thank you, thank you, thank you so much for the opportunity that we've had today to come into this place, God, and to worship you and to grow in you and to grow with each other and to uh, just share what we're grateful for with one another and with you. Um, God, I thank you for this church. I thank you for this family. I thank you, God, for the the guests that you've brought into this place um, today. Um, bless them, God, and, and I pray, Lord, that they'd come back and, and be a part of this family uh, in the future as well. God, we, we thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness in every one of our lives. And even though maybe some of us are going through really hard times right now, uh, we thank you that we're not walking through that alone, that we have you to walk through that with us. And so, God, be our strength in our weaknesses. God, be our strength in our struggles. We love you, we thank you, and uh, we pray that as we leave this place today, God, that we would go and have just an awesome day with family, with friends, uh, maybe, maybe by ourselves, just hanging out with you. Um, but Lord, we, we love you, and we thank you for your love for us. So God, um, again, we just thank you, we give this day to you, we thank you for our kids, church workers who have been over there uh, sharing the love of Jesus with our little ones. Lord, as we go from this place... May you be on our hearts and on our minds uh, the rest of this day. And as we start back our new week, maybe a lot of us going back to work or school, um, God, just be the light inside of us that we can be uh, a light for you uh, in this dark world. We love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.